0: How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman, uh, dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot uh, in the Caribbean by Providence, impoverished and Squammer, grow up to be a hero?
1: Hello and welcome to episode one of the podcast where it happens. Uh, it's another Hamilton podcast. Uh, <laughs> the last Hamilton podcast you ever hear. <laughs> um, the the I, last one you'll ever need. <laughs> last one you ever need. That's actually more perfect than what I said, Paul. Uh, that's Paul Smith, your co-host. Hey. Howdy. <laughs> and I'm Marcelo Pico, uh, your your fellow co-host, your your other co-host. Um, hello, folks. Welcome back uh, to the podcast. Well, this is officially episode one. I hope you all enjoyed it, uh, the intro episode uh, where we just introduce ourselves and, and just lay out what we're actually going to be doing in this podcast. Um so, so, Paul. I mean, I mean, are you about ready? Because, like, we we're gonna dive into Hamilton.
0: Yeah, I, I was born ready, man. I, w- <laughs> I was made for this. I was made for this. Oh man. Um, so yeah. So I guess quick background. If you for some reason
1: skipped the intro episode, which I highly suggest you go back and, and listen to it. If you did, um, I have not listened to Hamilton. For the longest time, I mean, I've been avoiding it. Honestly, uh, the concept of it kind of turned me off, and also I'm not eager to jump into musicals. You um, you are that- you are formerly Hamilton free. Yes, I was formerly Hamilton free. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was originally going to be the title for the uh, podcast, but we came up with something better. Uh, yeah, I'm no longer Hamilton free uh, because hey, I just listened to Hamilton uh, today. Well, some of the songs, actually. Uh, The songs we're going to be talking about today, um, I listen to. And as we progress, I'll I'll let everybody know, and I'll let Paul know just how I feel about listening to
0: Hamilton for the first time. Ooh, I'm nervous. (laughs) <laughs> and Paul, a uh, quick background on you. You are fully obsessed with Hamilton, right? You could say that. Yeah, I've listened to the entire uh, original cast recording somewhere in the, between 100 and 200 times. I don't know, somewhere in there, a, a massive number of times. And uh, I'm one of the the precious few. I, I'm one of the chosen who has actually seen the stage production. <laughs> so. Not. And that's very impressive because that is a hard ticket to get. It, it, I mean, it wasn't easy. I mean, the president saw it
1: twice. But he's right. the president. <laughs> um. So that's where we stand, folks. Um, somebody's fully obsessed, and a newcomer, a baby. Um. I. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess we can jump into it. Oh, and before we get before we jump into it, we we're just gonna be talking about the first eight songs. Is that correct, Paul?
0: Right. We're uh the there's 46 songs in total that's a massive number to try and digest in one sitting so we're gonna do this I am um, trying to break it down um, we're gonna try and break this down into six episodes where we talk about the songs so um, in this first one we're talking about the first eight tracks
1: yes so folks paying attention uh, and you may be listening to this as you listen to Hamilton for the first time or if you listen to it again um, that's actually pretty cool um, listen us know if you are because uh, that 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 may be actually a way to listen to this podcast so it'll be from you know the first track alexander hamilton all the way through right hand man so there you go this is going to be episode one so paul why don't we dive into the first song alexander hamilton
2: and the world's gonna know your name what's your name man alexander hamilton my name is alexander hamilton there's a million things I haven't done But just you wait
1: Just you wait Okay, I mean, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, okay, so so quick, I guess, quick background and me listening to this for the first time. I, As you suggested, Paul, I, I did uh, look through the lyrics as I listened to this, um, just to keep track of you know who was uh, singing and, and what was actually going on. Uh, so, so, so that helped. Um, and I will say, I mean, I just listened to this for the first time, uh, so I may get some things wrong. So I, I, I'm, I'm am I'm a newcomer to this. So
0: and there's a lot going on. There, there's, there's a lot to digest.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, Alexander Hamilton. Okay. Uh, so I've gone through months and months without listening to Hamilton, but I will say, like the clips I've heard offhand or, or even, like, listening to other podcasts and then mentioning, uh, mentioning it, they always either play or sing this song or a song we'll talk about later in this episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're the most recognizable, you know, uh, songs from the entire musical, I think, I believe. Um, so far as I've heard, I mean, I don't know if there's a later song that is just as
0: recognizable, but this and... Um, uh, I, I, Tra- I forgot the name of it. Yeah. Track, track three, my shot is the one exactly. uh, that gets a lot of play too. Exactly. That one. So I'll just say that. So I've heard the beginning of this actually a
1: few times, like through just from clips and stuff. And I think it's, it's as much as I've heard. So mm-hmm. I was very familiar with like the opening. Uh, but then it gets, in, it gets into it. Um, uh, it gets into, I guess, Again, folks, um, I mentioned it in the intro episode. I'm not too familiar with musicals. I do like the ones I've seen, uh, but I'm just not drawn to them. Uh, but it seems to me, and, and you can jump in, Paul. Uh, it seems to me like there's like in musicals like this, there's always like a beginning song where it kind of lays out uh, like the characters mm-hmm. and, and and it kind of foreshadows what is to come. And uh, I don't know if there's like an official name for this kind of song, but it just.
0: Basically, brings you into the world. There, there might be. I'm not sure what it is. But yeah, there, there's definitely the, uh, the stage setting song, the, the introduction song that happens. And uh, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the, the writer, the creator and star of this production, he, he grew up being a fan of musicals. And like one of his favorite musicals was Jesus Christ Superstar. And uh, he kind of borrows a trope. From uh, It's been used in other things, but he specifically cites Jesus Christ Superstar as uh, something that sort of set a precedent for the, the frustrated antagonist of the story, which in Jesus Christ Superstar would have been Judas. Uh, in this, it's uh, Aaron Burr being set up as the narrator. So you've, you've, you've basically got the quote-unquote villain of the story— the antagonist of the story is the one that's narrating it to you, um, and that so that he, he kind of borrowed that from Jesus Christ Superstar, and he uses that here. So the primary narrator throughout this entire play is Aaron Burr. Yeah, and that's fascinating. Um,
1: I mean, we don't want to spoil things, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> um, but 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 folks who um, are are fans of history, they know what 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 uh, what happened between.
0: Yeah. Well, there are certain details. I mean, this, this song spells it out. I mean, this song is a spoiler for elements of the story. Aaron Burr in this particular song, I mean, even says, I'm the fool that shot him. Yeah. So spoiler alert for those who don't know alexander hamilton dies by the end <laughs> so, Oh no,
1: you spoiled it
0: <laughs> um and and uh, aaron burr tells you in the very first song he's the one that does it so if you if you didn't know that before aaron burr tells you i kill alexander hamilton sorry if that ruins the story for you but there it is oh man so so there you go folks um and yeah uh i i mean can i
1: go into how i liked it yeah uh, absolutely uh, so, Paul and folks listening, I I like this song. <laughs> so far, so good. Okay, I, I love how like I mean, yeah, that aspect of um like the narrator, like Burr and, and everybody else coming in, you know, uh, giving a brief background on, on who they are, because because basically, um, they like some of them say, "Hey, I'm 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 the woman who loved him." Mm-hmm. i'm i'm the guy who died for him and burr says hey i'm the guy who shot him mm-hmm. so it, it lays all that out and yeah it's it's it, it really puts you in that in that world like right away in that first song so i'm like hey um i'm interested i mean when uh when one of the characters in that first song says when burr says hey i shot this guy then that gets me interested in like <laughs> <laughs> um so so i'm in so i'm fully invested with uh, hamilton so far in song one so. yeah uh,
0: i mean this song it it uh it basically gives sort of the background on the character of alexander hamilton it sets uh it, it tells us where he came from it, it explains that he's an immigrant um you know he 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 was a, he grew up in the caribbean uh and had a a rough a very very like a brutally horrifically rough childhood in the caribbean before he he emigrated to the united states or well it wasn't the united states at that point before he emigrated to america um and that that's kind of in addition to sort of setting the stage and spelling out what the story is going to be that's what this that's the story of this song it lets you know who hamilton was as a child and and what is kind of driving him as we get into the story yeah it it
1: does a great job of setting up the character of Hamilton, and and like, and it, it becomes a good history lesson too, because I imagine. Um uh, they they stuck pretty close to what actually happened. Well, I, I mean, for the sake of story, they might have changed something, but you know, it it, it it's all true as as far as we know. Like some of this uh,
0: backstory with Hamilton, right? It, yeah, I mean, this is uh, like we talked about in the in the introduction episode. This is based on uh, th- th- this is a musical adaptation based on, among other things, Ron Chernow's two thousand four uh, biography of Hamilton, called unsurprisingly Alexander Hamilton. Um, it is. Uh, it's largely historically accurate as well as we can determine. <laughs> there yeah. are, there are historical, there, there's poetic license. There's a, you know, he, he, he's taken poetic license, creative license in a few spots. And perhaps we'll talk about those. I don't know. That's up to you, but, uh, yeah. the, uh, the larger beats of this story are historically accurate. Yeah. I mean, we can jump into that,
1: um, uh, as we go on. Cause I, Okay i'm not the smartest guy but i know just enough i guess but i didn't know like, i'm looking at the lyrics right now like when george washington sings and yes george washington sings in this um <laughs> when when he says uh when, he, when he's talking about hamilton in his background like uh it says here moved in with a cousin the cousin committed suicide uh left him for nothing but uh but ruined pride something new inside so so that's interesting. I mean, <laughs> uh, Hamilton had a rough childhood. Had a rough time his, growing up.
0: His his father left him. His mother yeah. died. Like they they both got sick, and uh, they were in they were on their deathbed together. And his mother died next to him, but he got well. Uh, yeah. And then uh, he moved in with a cousin. And then that cousin eventually committed suicide. So he was an orphan. And yeah, yeah. So oh, and man. then a, an important an important element of the the. I'm going to I'm going to say character, the historical figure, but in the in the terms of this play, the character Alexander Hamilton is that he's a writer um and that's the, the what this song explains is that he writes himself out of his his tragic circumstance uh because historically what happened is there was a hurricane and it it destroyed the island that he was living on at the time and he he basically just wrote uh, a poem in essence about all of the suffering and destruction that he saw and that poem uh, people got their hands on it and they loved it and they actually published it. And it, it was so, it struck a chord with people so much that they took, they took up a collection to fund, uh, him, he, they basically funded crowd, crowdfunded his, uh, his college tuition. So they, <sighs> they paid to send him to New York so he could go get an education all wow, because yeah. all because he was such a good writer
1: yeah and and that's all in the lyrics here too um like when james madison says uh hurricane came devastation rained uh skipping ahead uh put a pencil to his temple connected it to his brain he wrote uh his first refrain and then skip ahead Burr says took up a collection uh to send him to the mainland so yeah it, it's all in there mm-hmm. um I, it, it from okay I don't want to jump ahead, but even like this first song, it's a good history lesson. Um, I, I I don't know yet. I mean, Paul, do you know if do you know if like they have this in
0: schools yet? Because it seems rather <laughs> an, like a good way for kids to learn about <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> well, there there is. Uh... Hang on, I'm trying to to get this information. Uh, there is. So uh, this is from, uh, I'm going to read this from Wikipedia. Hamilton's producers have made a pledge to allow 20,000 New York City public high school students from low-income families to get subsidized tickets to see Hamilton on Broadway. Uh, Initially, they reduced the ticket price to $70. The Rockefeller Foundation provided an additional $1.5 million to further lower lower those ticket prices to $10 per student. So over the course of, I don't know what the time period is, I think it's for 2016 – They have pledged that 20,000 students will get to see this. And I, I know they've done it a couple times as of the time we're recording this, I think they've done, they've had two groups come in and there's a whole curriculum that they do with that. They, they've published a curriculum for the students to read and sort of study and then they come and they watch the play and then afterwards they get to meet the, they get to meet Lynn manuel Miranda and the actors and there's a whole Q&A session and part of this is that the students are then required to put on, not their own play, but like each student has to sort of write uh, uh, just a little bit of a song about, whatever they want. They need to sort of take inspiration from this production and do their own little musical history lesson or whatever. Yeah. That's actually uh,
1: pretty damn amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am so happy that's that's happening there.
0: And and, you know, uh, before we move on, uh, I, this, we should have talked about this actually in the introduction episode. Um, again, most people are probably aware of this, but in case you're not, this is, it's a hip hop musical about the founding father. Um, and the, enti- virtually the entire cast are people of color. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, there are very few like, like white actors, performers in this. So all of these historically Caucasian people, Alexander Hamilton, I mean, he, wa- he was, he was, he was an immigrant from the Caribbean, but like, uh, Thomas Jefferson, who's in here, uh, you know, performed by a black actor uh, was a white guy. Uh, it's the cast in this is incredibly diverse, and that's one of the reasons why it is so exciting, why it got so much attention initially. Because, um, in in fact, one of the actors, uh, David Diggs, who plays in Act One, he plays uh, the Marquis de Lafayette. Um, he's quoted as saying that before he became involved in this production, um, he didn't really even like feel American. He says now that he's performed this and he's he's sort of embodied this character and he he's embracing this history. This is like the first time in his life where he you know just just feels American. So it's very it's really important what this production has done, um, allow recontextualizing our founding fathers in a way that allows um, minorities and immigrants and persons of color to to view it like through their own through their own eyes. Yeah, that's it's quite amazing. Um, that that that's actually one aspect
1: that came to mind as I, as I was listening. To, uh, sorry, that's one aspect that came to mind as I was listening to this. Because um, yeah, I I mean I had not heard the, the the actual you know musical, but I of course I was I'm I'm alive, so I've heard <laughs> I, I've, I've heard about like the news of um uh did they have a casting call
0: like for only like non-white. <laughs> actors <laughs> they 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 did, and uh they there was some controversy, yeah around that, i suppose, but yeah
1: yeah but uh but hey, uh all power to them for for what they're doing and who they're casting, and like how diverse that cast is mm-hmm. um and <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead, but like um i i do have some thoughts about who could be like some of the white people who ended up in this (laughs) just from hearing some of the lyrics and who sings it so i i don't know Uh, if that comes up again we'll we'll talk about it okay um uh okay so that was our first song Uh, why don't we jump into uh song two pardon me are you Aaron burr sir that depends. Who's asking? Oh,
2: sure. Sir, I'm Alexander Hamilton. I'm at your service, sir. I have been looking for you. I'm getting nervous. Sir, I heard your name at Princeton. I was seeking an accelerated course of study when I got sort of out of sorts with a buddy of
1: yours. All right, uh, song two, Aaron Burr, sir. Um, so, uh, I mean, I... So, the opening line of this song is the company saying 1776... New York city. So,
0: um, I love that. Um, I love, <laughs> you, you, uh, it, it's the, uh, the musical equivalent of getting the, the tag across the bottom of the screen while exactly. you're watching a movie. Yeah,
1: exactly. I, I, I had that in mind. I mean, uh, it, 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 feels like, uh, it, it's already set for the, the movie screens. Like it, <laughs> it could easily be adapted because <laughs> it, it's all, it's all laid out there. Uh, but yeah, our, our hero Hamilton, um I guess this is his first meeting with uh Aaron Burr, right? Mhm. And, and and they have a a, a I guess uh, Hamilton at this point is very excited to meet Aaron Burr. Uh he, he's heard a lot about him and 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 yeah there's there's that um it it it's a, it's an interesting meeting,
0: right? <laughs> <Paul>? <laughs> it, it it is. Uh at this point in his life uh, according to the play at least, um Hamilton is he's uh, young and and enthusiastic, some might say uh, hyper enthusiastic. He's full of energy. He's, uh, you know, he in this song he talks about how you know he wishes there was a war so that he could, you know, fight in the revolution and and prove what kind of man he is. Like that, that's what he wants. He wants to fight for change. He wants to make a difference. That's what he is driving towards. Whereas Aaron Burr. Um, like, he initially goes to Aaron Burr, according to the song, he goes to Aaron Burr because Aaron Burr graduated from college super fast. Like, he had an accelerated education, and Hamilton wants to do that, too, so that he can get out of school and start putting his knowledge towards creating a new country. Um, and so Alexander Hamilton is, like, he's the the bouncy little puppy, and Aaron Burr is the the larger, slow-moving dog, Is is the analogy we've kind of got here. Aaron Burr really doesn't know what to make of this this brash young person just yet yeah and i really like that dynamic between these two um and uh
1: i guess just from hearing from the first song we know where it's going to end up but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's clear that these are two um like clearly different people with their own like views on the world and and yeah like you said i mean hamilton is very eager to to you know start a work get into the battle and and i love the line uh let me scroll down and find it uh where, where basically says uh where burr basically says uh hey hamilton you should uh, not talk as much and smile
0: more yeah yeah he says uh while we're talking let me offer you some free advice talk less yeah smile <laughs> more that's his, that's his advice <laughs> and hamilton says you can't be serious i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
1: that yeah that's not how hamilton is uh but
0: yeah yeah um, Burr, burr's burr's advice here is fools who rush fools who run their mouths off wind up dead and at that <laughs> and at that point in the song we are introduced to the next three uh characters of Lawrence, lafayette and mulligan um as to sort of punctuate this message that Burr is trying to send, Burr is saying, "You know, calm down. Don't be, don't be so arrogant. Don't be so loud. Don't draw attention to yourself." All Hamilton wants to do is draw attention to himself, and they he meets these three guys who are just as loudmouthed and just as you know eager for a revolution as he is. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is something I should have
1: brought up in the intro episode. I'm bringing it up now. I will say. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess I am still like a pretty big hip hop fan, a rap fan, uh-huh. uh, not okay. as much as I used to be, because um, I like b- back when I was young in high school, I, I like my favorite artist was Jay Z and you mm-hmm. know everything that was a like, hip at, at that point. Yeah, see, I'm not as young anymore. I, I say the word hip, um, <laughs> but but okay, but um, so I guess one reason why I didn't really want to get into, get into Hamilton because I didn't really think that it was going to be like real hip-hop real rap i I, because i am a fan of like lyrics and just if it's well done then i'm i'm all i'm all in for it um uh, but saying all that uh song two i was really impressed with the the the, the lyrical like stylings like how in especially with these three characters with these three new characters i'm trying to pull up the lyric right now that really got me i think it's the uh the corset line
0: (laughs) oh by mulligan yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, here, I'll I read it. Um, uh,
1: where is it? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man, no, no, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm reading through it. I'm trying to find it, but it's really small. He, there's basically a line that says... So <laughs> Paul, you have to guide me through this, because uh, uh, there's a line about having sex with a horse, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Mulligan... Uh introduces himself he's like uh, i'm hercules mulligan up in it loving it yes i heard your mother said come again uh lock up your daughters and horses of course it's hard to have intercourse over four sets of corsets
1: yes that's it paul thank you so much
0: no problem no problem (laughs) you
1: do you do it more justice than me scrolling through these tiny letters on my phone but yes (laughs) uh lock up your daughters and horses of course it's hard to have intercourse over four sets of corsets that Um, is a good line. uh, I like that line. So I think it was that point during me listening to Hamilton for the, for the
0: first time. I was like really impressed, um, with, uh, the lyrics. Uh, I, uh, I I'm not, I, I also love hip hop. I'm not a hip hop historian. Uh, like I, I, I wouldn't necessarily recognize all of the sort of hip hop credentials or references or riffs or whatever that play out through Hamilton. Um, on my own, but I've read enough of the, like the footnotes and the the details on it that I know some of them. I know that the, the first song, Alexander Hamilton, that we just talked about, um, there's, there are, uh, elements of empire state of mind by Jay Z and Alicia keys that run through that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure of a specific song that runs through Aaron Burr, sir, but, uh, I know that, um, some of his dialogues, like some of his, his lyric choices, um, like when lawrence introduces himself he says i'm john lawrence in the place to be and uh that is um miranda sort of referencing like he's setting up the point here is to set up these three guys lawrence lafayette and mulligan as uh you know they're they're street hip-hop guys um and blank in the place to be was sort of a, a 70s and 80s thing that that street hip hop used a lot. That's just a, a very hip hop line to say from that time period. He's establishing them as a certain kind of level of rapper. They have a, a certain skill set, and then we'll get to it. But then when uh, when Hamilton starts singing, the idea is that his rhyme schemes, his hip hop skill, is much more um, advanced. He he uses a much different. A much more complex rhyme scheme than anybody else in the play does, and that's to show, that's to demonstrate what an incredible brain Hamilton has.
1: Oh, that's a great way of, of, of putting it.
0: Um, and I wish I were more
1: of a hip hop historian. I mean, I'm a huge fan, but I wouldn't consider myself a historian. I I, um, I wish we had like a third person who would could break <laughs> down like the rap like lyrics um, and really give us some insight on that. But hey, we're trying our best. Uh, but I, I do acknowledge that. When you hear a good line, um it's it's a good line, so <laughs> and yeah, I, I get that sense from these three, from um from Lawrence, Lafayette and Molliganier. They're kinda of like the run DMC of, of the, <laughs> Yes. That, that that kind of group collective. Yes, very good. Yeah. I like it. Um okay, so as this song uh continues, it, it sort of bleeds into uh the third song. I mean, was there anything else we you wanted to discuss about this song, Paul?
0: Uh, I mean, not necessarily there's, uh, I can, I can reference, um, there's kind of a link to the, the stage production of Camelot. I don't know if you've seen that one, if that's one I of them not. you've ever seen. Um, that was another favorite of, of, uh, Miranda's when he was growing up. And, uh, when Lafayette introduces himself in this song, uh, you know, he sings, uh, "Oui, oui, mon ami, Jean-M'appelle Lafayette to the Lancelot of the revolutionary set. That's a reference back to, um, the song from Camelot, the song C'est Moi," uh, was the introduction of the character Lancelot in that uh-huh. play. So that was kind of what that was playing with there. Ah, uh, interesting.
1: Oh, oh, I do want to give a um, a shout out, I guess, to like the last lines of uh, the song. It's <laughs> um, let's see. It's uh, Hamilton giving a really cutting burn to uh burr mm-hmm. uh the last line of the song is uh if you stand for nothing burr what uh will you fall for what will you uh, fall for yeah. yeah and then it progresses and then it blends into the next song uh and we'll we'll jump into it uh song three my shot
2: i am not thrown away my shot i am not thrown away my shot you know i'm just like my country i'm young scrappy and hungry and i'm not thrown College. Brag, but okay,
1: so my shots, um, maybe the most recognizable song in the entire Hamilton uh, production?
0: Pro- prob- oh. Probably, I think, yeah, most, uh, if you've seen any, like, news clips, or if you've seen any of the, the cast show up on, like, late night talk show things or whatever... Generally speaking, if they play a clip from Hamilton, it's usually from my shot. Yeah, and uh, this this is as much as I've heard of it before
1: listening to this today. Um, I don't know if you listen to the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. Now, uh, uh, <laughs> there's a uh, this comedian Ben Schwartz. He was a guest on that podcast. And um, he likes to sing uh, a lot of songs when he's on that podcast. And he sang, I think, the entire song of "My Shot" on that podcast. He's he's a huge fan. That's uh, awesome. I, uh, I don't know if you know like of Ben Schwartz, but he's he's on that show House of Lies, and mm-hmm. he was on Parks and Rec. Oh, and and uh-huh. and he saw it. Um, he managed to see the the the, the stage version of um, of Hamlet.
0: Uh, sorry, Hamilton. want I say Hamlet, <laughs> no, that's that's uh, funny that you say that. that. That was a common mistake. Many people. If you see the hashtag on Twitter, yay Hamlet. It, it's <laughs> it's because early on everyone kept. That was a running joke. People would call it Hamlet. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Meme alert! There, there you go. That's that's the explanation of that. Uh, but no, um, I guess my point was. Yes, uh, I mean as as much as I've tried to I guess avoid and I listen to it, uh, it, it Hamilton still managed to creep into the things I listen to and love, and and yeah, I managed to listen to a lot of My Shot without actually listening to the actual song My Shot. So,
0: so so when you listened to it for the first time in the context of this, how did how did you how'd you feel? I how'd... mean, I. I I love it. It's my favorite song so
1: far. Uh, it's 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 really catchy, and yep. it has some again some strong lyrics. I mean, the the immortal line I guess is, uh, "Hey yo, I'm just like my country, young, scrappy, and hungry. I'm not throwing away my shot." That that's pretty much as far as I've heard uh, iconic. Yeah. I mean it's it captures the spirit of Hamilton the character and also Hamilton the play of what of what I've listened to so far. So uh I'm fully invested now. I, I I'm into Hamilton so far in song 3. Uh so yeah it's I and and I and just listening to it I guess I really connected with Hamilton more uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um like he, like this lyric in particular uh, let's see. Um, the problem is I got a lot of brains but no polish. Uh, I gotta holler just to be heard. That's very relatable to mm-hmm. me, especially. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love those lines and I love how as we progress in this in this play and in this song in particular, we just know more more about Hamilton and just how enthusiastic he is about uh the, his cause and just how I guess yeah just diving more into Hamilton the character.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is where he um, sets himself up. Like we just said, the last song, uh, Aaron Burser, the the uh, the trio, the uh, the Run DMC, basically as you so aptly called them, uh, mm-hmm. we're using the sort of simpler '80s hip hop style. Uh, Hamilton comes in and he busts out with some like this song in particular. It draws inspiration from "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Oh yeah. Um, I know that he has cited uh, uh, Going Back to Cali by the Notorious B.I.G. Uh, there, there are elements of that used in this song as well. I think when, uh, when Hamilton, Lafayette, Mulligan, and Lawrence all sing, uh, well, Hamilton says, uh, Damn, it's getting dark, so let me spell out my, na- my name. I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. We are meant to be. That rhyme scheme ties into Going Back to Cali by uh, Notorious B.I.G oh wow yeah that that's why maybe
1: i clung onto that aspect of it too because mm-hmm. yeah you point it out and it makes complete sense maybe that's why it's one, one reason why i really dig this song because it, it just it, it makes those callbacks it makes those lyrical uh throwbacks to those songs that i really love too so wow yeah
0: i will say i'll, I'll probably mention a few times over the course of this this series of podcasts um how how different it is listening to to the listening to the musical and then actually seeing it performed on stage um, there's a there, there's a lot of um, details that you can hear in the cast recording and and specifically on this I think if you listen carefully um, you can hear as Hamilton is saying you know more and more complex things as he's stringing together more and more complex and sophisticated rhymes um, you can actually hear uh, like, the other three just kind of, kind of laughing in shock. You you can hear them getting excited as they see just how verbose and, and just what a, a rhyme master this kid is. They're very excited to have this guy. In fact, in the song they talk about, you know, let's get this guy in front of a crowd. They're so psyched to finally have someone who can speak the way they wish that they could speak. Um, and yeah, just a few times in the song, if you if you listen, you can hear one or another of them kind of laugh like, I "Oh my god, I can't believe this kid is talking like this. It's amazing." Yeah, and
1: uh, and speaking of which, like that that part you mentioned where we got to get this guy in front of a crowd, uh, it's like when Hamilton is like really getting pumped up. He's basically yelling. Uh, I think the last line he yells is like, give, uh, "Give me a position, show me where the ammunition is." And then he he uh, quiets down. And he goes, "Oh, am I talking too loud?" And he kind of apologizes. And then, yeah, that's when Lawrence says here, like, says, "Let's get this guy in front of a crowd." So, yeah, it's another part of the song I really like. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's. I mean, man, Paul. I mean, song three. I'm I'm in love. I guess you could say with, with Hamilton so far. Yes, um, awesome. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm a fan up
0: to three songs in. So yeah,
1: that's uh, awesome.
0: Um, there there. Another thing I want to call out here is uh. At one point, Hamilton says, uh, um, so he's talking about, uh, you know, we have to make this moment last. Uh, and then he says, scratch that. This is not a moment. It's the movement. Um, I want to call that out because that phrase, not a moment, a movement has actually been picked up as sort of the watchword for the, the black lives matter movement. Oh, wow. Um, i I'm not a hundred percent sure which came first like i this he was writing this in like two thousand eight two thousand nine I don't know when Black Lives matter started using it, so it's just an interesting parallel to draw between the two there yeah that's that's absolutely fascinating um so yeah I, 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 uh, man um
1: so a yeah, standout song maybe in i mean I, I guess as we' we'll, as I guess as we progress on to like the like the, the end. Of this series, well, well, I guess maybe that's another topic we can talk about in the final episode. Is just our favorite songs, yeah, uh, or just what just what what makes the list of like really great ones that stick out. Uh, But I'll say, I mean, this is my number one so far. Awesome, (laughs) and it's early on, Uh, so yeah, my shots. Um, So let's go into song four. How about that?
0: Right,
1: song four: the story of tonight.
0: Raise a glass to freedom. Something they can never take away No matter what they tell you Raise a glass to the four of us Tomorrow there'll be more of
1: yeah, us uh, The Story of Tonight, uh, song number four. Um, I was just going to say, uh, this reminds me very much of another another musical movie that I've seen, uh, Les Miserables. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, r- <laughs> very much like that. Yeah. Um uh uh cause I, because yes, I have listened to some of episodes two songs
0: and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't one of those songs call back to this song Yeah there is a there's a reprise of this yeah okay. and in fact uh I'll mention this now and I'll bring it up again in future episodes but what you can probably expect us to talk about, uh, at least in part, what the finale episodes or the wrap-up episode of all these is going to be, is us talking about all of the mirroring and callbacks that happen. I, w- we can't talk about it too much now, because obviously it would be spoilers for you. But I will just say that, um, I- I'll let you know ahead of time, that this, uh, this musical, there are so many examples, I call it fractal uh, storytelling. There are so many examples of... Uh, mirrored structure from line to line from song to song um, and even the entire work as a whole so like there are lyrics at the beginning of a song that refer to or or are you know called back or inverted by the end of that song there are songs in act one that refer to or are called back and inverted later in act two Uh, seriously there there could be like college papers college theses written on the the complicated structuring that goes on in this yeah so. and uh, another thing we should have brought up earlier like I was worried
1: about diving into this just listening it uh, just listening to it section by section like episode by ep- by episode mm-hmm. because um, I don't know like I don't know if I want to judge well, I don't know if it's proper to judge a musical just by you know eight songs or nine songs at a time or if I were or if I or if that would be different from listening to the whole thing and judging it, you know, piece by piece. But I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It this is this is more of an experiment than anything, <laughs> just because I've okay. Uh, just to be just to be completely honest, I've only listened to the first two sets of song selection. So that's about what like nineteen songs. Mm-hmm. So I know that much. <laughs> I don't know any. I haven't listened to anything else. But even but as you were saying, um, that that fragmented state, the the callbacks like mm-hmm. that. So far, I really appreciate, and that's one one thing I wanted to point out with this song. That yeah, it 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 does get called back, and it does play an important role. uh, These themes in the future song, so that's something to consider.
0: Yeah, this this song, the story of tonight, is like the drinking song. So so the last song was ever was them like meeting for the first time in the bar, and they were like, oh my god, we're you know you you feel that way? I feel that way. This is amazing. Let's be best friends. This is the. uh, the sort of drinking song later that night in the pub after they've, <laughs> like the pub is cleared out, it's just them and they're this is their their bond of friendship they're they're raising a glass and and cheering each other and saying yes to the future we we are the future of this great nation, yeah absolutely um so yeah so it, it's a very short song about like a
1: minute and a half mm-hmm. um so yeah uh it's I, but having listened to it again. After listening to uh, some other songs uh, that we'll talk about in the future, it, I think it plays more of an important role listening back to it. Um, if that makes sense to people, <laughs> yeah. it's like we're in a time machine. It's like <laughs> it, it, it it may seem like a short song, may seem like not uh, as an important song, but um, I think it plays better on replays. So yeah, uh, there you go. Uh, so th- yeah, that's that song for serve tonight. Let's let's jump into uh, song five. Uh oh my god how do you pronounce this the sh- the sh- Sch- 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 Skylar the Skylar sisters the Skyler sisters, the sisters. Work, work. Angelica,
2: work, work. Eliza And Peggy work, work. the Skylar sisters Angelica, Peggy Eliza work. Daddy said to be home by sundown Daddy doesn't need to know Okay yeah Daddy said,
1: Song 5 the Skylar sisters um <laughs> This, this may be the, the song I, I know most of without having listened to anything, but I just, I just know a lot about it because of what people tweet, uh, <laughs> like the, the, the memes that come from this, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, saying, oh, you're such a Peggy. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> so yeah, so that's why this song cracks me up. Uh, Paul. Poor poor Peggy Schuyler. She she does not want to be there. She's the young sister just being towed around behind her older sisters. Yeah, and as
1: they're being introduced, uh, as like, "Uh, Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. (laughs) Yes. That cracking voice. Yeah. Yeah. uh, as as we're playing this, because uh, yes, folks, um, a peek behind the curtain. I'm playing these songs on my iPhone, like right before we talk about them, <laughs> and I'm editing that out and putting a professional drop
0: in between. So, peek behind the curtain. By by, the, by professional, he means I'm going to sing the songs, and he's going to edit that in there. That's <laughs> so. As you're listening to this, I'm performing everything you hear. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it, folks. <laughs> Um,
1: I was I, I couldn't help but to say like as the song is playing in the beginning, yeah, it definitely feels like that '80s hip hop vibe, that yeah. Run DMC vibe. It, yeah. it 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 definitely is there, and yeah, I love that opening uh, parts uh, of of the song. Uh, so yeah, I mean uh, the the Skyler sisters. It's I mean we, we're getting to know these these sisters.
0: They play an important role in Hamilton's. Life in, in yes. the entire play, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, this play makes a big deal out of the fact that women, you know, played a significant role in these events. So,
1: oh yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to scroll through. Let's see some of the best lines. Uh... Oh, he, like like here we go. Um, Angelica, when she says, "I've been reading *Common Sense* by Thomas Paine," so men say that I'm intense or I'm insane. You want a revolution? I want a revelation. So listen to my declaration.
0: Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> this is. Uh, you, you get a little more of this um, later as we get to know these the the sisters better, but um, this gives you a little taste. This is is meant to start demonstrating that. Uh, that, um, at least Angelica Skyler is, is intellectual. Like, like, so you've got, uh, all these other people that are, that are hip hopping in sort of eighties style and in, in the, the, not, not basic, but you know, the, the, the more laid back eighties style, then you have Hamilton come in and he blows everybody away. And here you're starting to get a glimpse that, uh, maybe the Skyler sisters or at least Angelica Skyler is a little bit a step or two ahead of other people. And like, she might be, you know, on, on a level with Hamilton.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, another great line from Angelica. Um, <laughs> uh, when they're talking about, uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Then Angelica goes, and when I meet Thomas Jefferson, uh, I'm, I'm gonna compel a, him yeah. to
0: include women in the sequel. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that line so much. <laughs> I'm totally with these women at this point. Uh, absolutely head over heels with Angelica so far. Because um, yeah, like you were saying before, like empowered uh, women
0: saying how they feel, especially her Angelica. So um, this great, is great this is commonly referred to as the Destiny's Child number of, <laughs> of the musical. There you go. That's that's another great point and then another intersection point. I can see that. Um
1: I, I I oh one question I was going to ask you earlier cuz you did want to talk about like the actual uh like uh, the stage play the, the actual production. Uh-huh. And I think we I think we did mention this some during the uh the introduction episode but this is like it's like back to back song, right? It's like yeah. how much is there in between between these
0: characters? I I mean there there's you know f- f- between the songs you mean? Yeah, between the songs. Uh, I mean there's virtually nothing there's the stage is set up in such a way that there's, there's not a lot of stage setting that needs to be done. There's, uh, this, the back, the background of the stage is set up. I, I recommend that you Google pictures of this to get an idea of what the stage looks like. But, yeah. um, the stage, there, there's just not a lot of stuff on the stage. Like every once in a while, um, like at one point Hamilton is is singing about he's writing a letter and at that point the like some stage ha- some of the other some of the ensemble players will just bring a desk in and set it down and he'll sit there and write but there's not an awful lot of stuff actually on the, the stage other than the people performing so it really goes from one song straight into another yeah and that's that's astounding to think that the cast can I do you know how often they do this like a night um, it's I believe it's it's every night and then twice on sundays i it's like eight shows a week yeah that's that's amazing so, uh, I,
1: I I still don't know how like like any Broadway actor does that and this with so much singing yeah like like nonstop basically yeah uh, yeah um uh i I mean five songs in I'm already interested in seeing. Well, how the actual live stage performance is um, I mean I don't know if I can afford an actual ticket or a, a plane ticket to see it but I'm interested in uh, I haven't even seen any of the videos of like the clips of them on stage yet so um, I haven't gotten there yet uh, but I mean yeah like you said I'd like to google the like this how the stage looks and just uh, trying to
0: visualize how these actors are performing on stage. At any point that you want me to describe what's going on on stage, just go, <laughs> ahead, just go ahead and ask me. Um, well, yeah,
1: if, if that comes up, uh, we'll talk about it. But you did mention this is like the Destiny's Child number. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, I, I have a pretty good visual, uh, visualization of what happens there in my head. <laughs> um, so that's song five, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The, the Skylar sisters. Uh, why don't we jump into the next song? Uh, song six, Farmer Refuted.
2: He'd, He'd not you unravel at the sound of screams But the revolution, revolution coming They have not Gonna win this at heart listen to you With a straight face Chaos it's and bloodshed Already haunt us our solution even And even talk what if the yeah, Song six,
1: Farmer refuted um, <laughs> So I, I w- We mentioned the, the diversity In uh, Hamilton earlier um, and I, I, I brought up... Uh, like I was going to ask you a question about maybe who is n- not a person of color. <laughs> and my question to you, Paul, is... Is Samuel Seabury a white guy? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Obviously, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you can hear it in the voice. Yes. Yes. He is. <laughs> and and from what he's saying, from what he's trying to uh, like put across... Uh, but yeah, but Samuel, this guy, uh, I mean, in the first few lyrics is like my, my name is Samuel Seabury I present the free thoughts on the proceedings of the Continental
0: Congress it's mm-hmm. news um, and and, and yeah. this is this is an actual um, like this is an actual paper an actual uh, yeah. thing that was circulated uh Uh, It was actually called The Farmer Refuted, written by Hamilton under a pen name, I think, but it was later revealed that it was Hamilton. It was The Farmer Refuted, or A More Impartial and Comprehensive View of the Dispute Between Great Britain and the Colonies. (laughs) And it goes on. I mean, the title, it's like a a full page is the title of this paper. But this is kind of, a The Farmer Refuted is kind of a fictionalized account of Hamilton uh, confronting and having a back and forth with this this guy who's uh, you know defending the the crown, he's like, "Hey, Britain's not all bad." Come on, guys. Yeah, uh, a lot going on in this song just in terms of plot because yeah, it
1: establishes, "Hey, it's 1776." There's you know a war between the I mean the the colonies and and, and Great Britain. Like the, this is happening, mm-hmm. and 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 it has this great back and forth. Like literally, they're talking over each other uh, between. Uh, Hamilton and this Seabury guy, and that's one aspect I love about this song. Um, Is that I can yes, I did hear this song like maybe uh, five times over the course of the day because I was listening to this parts like over and over this like episode this mm-hmm. um, the, this playlist. Um, and yeah, just listening back to it you know, once or twice, uh, I, I could um, focus on like Hamilton as as what he was saying or or, or Seabury because first hearing. It's kind of like oh I'm, I'm I'm picking up just keywords like it it doesn't come across in the first listen but yeah, for there, sure in more listens you get what's going on.
0: There's a in the middle of the song there's a, a spot where Seabury so the beginning of the song is Seabury and he's he's singing his part he's talking about chaos and bloodshed are not a solution don't let them lead you astray um, and then he sings it again but this time Hamilton steps up and is singing. Uh, underneath him or singing over him, basically. So Seabury is still singing all the same lines he just did, but now Hamilton is matching him uh, like uh, vowel and cadence note for note. He's singing different things. He's totally ripping this guy apart, but he's, he's, you know, matching the cadence of this guy singing and it's, it's truly genius. It's one of many instances of Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, lyrical genius the the way that he crafted this takedown that hamilton does of this this poor seabury guy yeah <laughs> it's it's a it's a brilliant
1: um it's not really a debate it's you see hamilton just nails this guy mm-hmm. um i love the line let's see uh well well burr steps in right
0: um <laughs> yeah burr burr is a uh so Seabury's is saying all this stuff about you know the don't believe the the rabble who screamed for revolution and uh hamilton of course wants to engage him and burr is like just let him be like burr's like just don't worry about it just let this guy say what he wants to say and uh hamilton yeah, and, doesn't
1: no and burr says uh here towards the end i'd rather be divisive than indecisive drop the niceties right yeah that's hamilton to burr that's hamilton to burr yeah yeah Yeah, so that's a great line from Hamilton. Um, And then, you know, after this like back and forth uh, between these these characters here, uh, we get uh, a message from the king. The the entire ensemble says, "Hey, there's everybody, shut up." There's a message from the king. Yep, and it leads us into uh, song seven. (laughs) Uh, Song seven, you'll be back.
2: And when push comes to shove, I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you love
1: okay song seven you'll be back as I was saying off my... I got a I I got a real kick out of this song when I first listened to it because I mean like the last six songs have been very hip hop rap, uh, mm-hmm. very, that sound. Then we get a, a basically, uh, R and B, like love ballad. Almost. It's, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's,
0: it's, a it's written as a, like an, a, a love letter or it's written yeah. like a letter from a jilted lover, I guess is what this would be like. King George is the jilted lover as America is trying to leave him.
1: <laughs> and I, I, and, uh, I'll be honest. Like when I very first listened to it, uh, I may not have been paying very close attention that's why I listened to this uh, these songs like over and over mm-hmm. uh but the first time I listened to it I actually thought King George was talking to su- like an uh, actual woman and then I <laughs> then I actually started paying attention to the lyrics and I was like
0: oh wait um when he's threatening to kill people that's that's America <laughs> yes yes this is this is a genuinely hilarious uh song and it's um uh, again, not to rub in the whole having seen the performance, but uh, Jonathan Groff, um, he's no longer performing it now. He's he's stopped. It's a new performer. But uh, the original performer of this and the one that you hear on the, the cast recording is Jonathan Groff, um, who's done many things. Some people may know him. He had a role on Glee for a while. But anyways, he's hysterical. And the way that he – the stage presence he has and just the aloofness that he, he delivers this stuff with um, – like, uh, the two hilarious lines are, are of course, when he, he, says, you know, when push comes to shove, I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. And then the last one is, uh, cause when push comes to shove, I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. Just oh, beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's a love song, uh, by, written by a megalomaniac <laughs> who is perfectly yeah. willing to destroy everyone that you love to get you back. Yeah, um, exactly, and and that um, that that sort of uh, theme
1: the the uh, da, da 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 is that from mm-hmm. anything else or is that original?
0: Uh, I I'm not aware. I think it's da, 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 yeah the little sort of filler that he puts in yeah, there. Yeah. I, I don't know if it comes from anything specific. Yeah, it's so. it's weird because it's either I've heard somebody sing that before, or they
1: may have been singing it from this, but it's it. Well, I will give them credit. It's very catchy. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da anyway so good um yeah it's it's hilarious uh it gets his point across uh, i hope i see more of king george because i don't know if he comes back <laughs> don't spoil it for me no, no
0: spoilers no spoilers
1: <laughs> um but yeah uh it's
0: just, it's it's uh it's nice to see the uh I mean in the story that's being told really the antagonist is Burr the protagonist is Hamilton the antagonist is Burr but in the background the you know the the arch nemesis at least for act 1 is King George the whole reason that there's a revolution in the first place so it's nice that he gets a presence yeah exactly um, so i really like you'll be back um the playfulness
1: of it and the styling of it it's it's really good so hey was it seven songs in that was seven <laughs> seven i'm uh, lucky number seven i mean yeah i'm still on board with, uh for hamilton okay paul uh last song of the episode mm-hmm. uh, song eight right hand man As a kid in the
2: Caribbean, I wished for a war. I knew that I was poor. I knew it was the only way to rise rise up. up. If they tell my story, I am either gonna die on the battlefield in glory or rise
1: up. Okay, right-hand man. Um, Yeah, we were just saying off mic, there's a lot going on in this song. A lot. Yep, this is a big one. (laughs) Yeah, this is a big one. Um, I actually wish I could have listened to the whole thing, but hey, I don't want to hold things up, Paul. But, uh... So okay, uh, it introduces a huge character in Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, George
0: Washington. Yep. Um, oh, in in fact, in fact, Burr says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, here it is—the the moment you've been waiting for. Here's George Washington." <laughs> and it, it it delighted me to, to to know when to to hear George Washington
1: and to him be just um, I don't know like if <laughs> it's almost like a. Um, I i'm trying to think of like a rapper to compare him to but he's certainly like he's a heavy um i maybe like a notorious big figure he's like you hear it in his voice mm-hmm. um and yeah that character comes across really well in the lyrics and just how the the actual actor is, is portraying him um i imagine seeing it on stage like you get that sense from like was he like a like a bigger than life character
0: on stage <laughs> yeah the, um this per- this performance on the cast recording is by Christopher Jackson, who's not. Um, I I don't. He's not really a rapper by profession. Um, some of the other performers in here, like uh, David Diggs, and uh, some of them, they do hip hop professionally. So they're. You can hear that in their delivery. Christopher Jackson is not necessarily a rapper. He's much more of like a singer. He's a, he's a stage performer. He he's a Broadway performer. So much of his stuff has a more kind of lyrical song like quality but in this in his introduction when he's we meet him at a he's particularly frustrated his like his efforts the war efforts are not going well for him he really needs help and he's at his wits end and he he's uh, he's angry and he's desperate and you can hear it in his delivery and uh yeah it's super powerful i love george washington is an incredible character in this yeah absolutely um and
1: I, I i'm reading through because oh boy, after listening to it a few times today and, and, and reading through the lyrics now, it's there's like a, there's a few scenes in this one song um, and just yeah, laying out the groundwork for the war and just how they're like depleted they need more funding and the frustration from Washington and he needs a right hand man as the title of the song says um, so I guess we can go to uh, like where Burr and Hamilton <laughs> Meets <laughs> uh, Washington.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, this is the first time where we get to see them kind of clash where we get to, we get a hint that Hamilton and Burr are sort of butting heads because Burr offers his services to Washington Washington needs a right hand man. He needs someone to help him pull this off and Burr shows up and he's like, well, I've got some ideas. You know, I I was a captain under General Montgomery. I've got these great ideas. And as he's about, and Washington's like, all right, well, what do you got? And he's about to tell him. And then Hamilton shows up and Hamilton has (laughs) such a reputation for being smart and quick witted that uh, Washington's basic, basically like, uh, well, Burr, don't let the door hit you on the way out. (laughs) He really like, (laughs) he's like, all right, I'm done with you. I want to talk to Hamilton. So this is the first (laughs) moment where they're, where the two of them get at odds with each other. Yeah, I I love that moment
1: because you can definitely tell um, from the way they're seeing. And you mentioned it before, like you could. Uh, I don't necessarily. I don't, of course, I don't see what's going on because I'm just hearing it, but I get that sense that I, I could almost hear Burr, his character, just. Just saying, oh like in the background like come on uh, as <laughs> as Washington says don't don't let the door hit you on the way out <laughs> yeah yeah, and Hamilton is there with Washington and Washington just goes into it he's like hey like uh, you haven't taken any positions or like you' have been offered these positions but you haven't taken anything and Washington is really interested in Hamilton in like this this charismatic guy and he really wants him on who Washington wants Hamilton on his side
0: mm-hmm And, and uh, this also, again, it demonstrates what Hamilton's personality is at the moment. He is real, like Washington even says, um, you know, he asks, how come nobody can get you, you know, all these people want to hire you. How come you haven't taken a position? And Hamilton's basically like, well, they, you know, to be their secretary? I don't think so. Everybody wants him because he's such a good writer and he they want him to do their paperwork, basically. And he's like, I don't want that. Um, so Washington's like, you know, it's all right. You want to fight. You've got a hunger. I was just like you when I was younger, head full of fantasies of dying like a martyr. And Hamilton's like, yes. Washington says, well, dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. Uh, it just shows that Washington is trying to impress upon Hamilton that he has a gift that he can bring to this war and it will really help. And all Hamilton wants to do is fight. That's all, that's what Hamilton wants. He wants the glory to go out on the battlefield and prove himself. And wa- here's Washington saying, look, you are you're amazing at what you do and I need you to do what you do. Yeah, uh, it's it's a strong line. I I, I can I can relate to Hamilton
1: on on some aspects, and I can definitely relate to Washington, especially when Washington, like you mentioned, says that line: "Dying is easy, young man; living is harder." That's a knockout line. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> and and it really plays into if you know the history, or if you've you know um, listened to um, what I'm guessing is the ending of the play. I don't know yet, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it it plays into and and also like some lyrics that we've heard a previous um just just in this first uh, selection of songs I, I think it was a line or some lines back in, um, I'm scrolling through, uh, was it, uh, oh man, uh, Story story of Tonight, mm-hmm. or, or was it uh, um, Skylar Sisters where they say, oh, it's a great time to be alive It or something along those lines, right?
0: Uh, yeah, Skylar Sisters, they're, they're talking about what a great time it is to be alive because of yeah, the revolution. Too. It's so exciting. Story of Tonight is where they say, I may not live to see our glory. Yeah.
1: So... <laughs> It, I mean it very much plays into <laughs> living and life and death and um, it, it it's there in those first songs especially I mean in, in Alexander Hamilton song one when you know burr reveals his role uh, you you get that sense through these songs and with the character of Hamilton that yeah um, he's living his life right now he has a lot to accomplish is, is what he's saying but the he the the grim end maybe
0: somewhat near (laughs) so it's it's heavy man (laughs) well um i chose this song to be the the sort of cliffhanger (laughs) that we stop at because i feel like um well as as you'll discover when we get into the next episode where we pick up um it was it felt to me like a natural breaking point but it's also this feels like a complete Act. I mean, it's only a portion of act one, but it feels like it told a complete story. Hamilton is, he had this horrible childhood. He's m- trying to make something of himself. He comes to the new world. He, he, uh, you know, busts his ass in, in school. He be, he, he finally, uh, he meets these wonderful people. He wants to start a revolution. He finally gets to, ch- gets a chance to, to meet general George Washington. And he is given a position. He accepts like he, 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 is given a role like the, this moment ends with Washington accepting him and introducing the world to his right-hand man. Um, and Hamilton brings um, Lawrence Lafayette and Mulligan with him. Like he's, he's like, uh, you know, you'll, uh, you need all the help you can get. I have some friends, Lawrence Mulligan, Marquita Lafayette. So, so those four, that group of friends, now they're in it. Yeah. Now, exactly. the, now the fun begins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the song ends with, the cast saying boom and 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 i mean i have to salute you again paul for breaking these down like you did because as i was listening for the first time like i had a playlist with these eight songs and it just ended right there <laughs> and i was like whoa <laughs> i want to see the next episode or i want to hear the next like uh, set of songs because i was just that invested in, in the story and and yeah um great way to end this set of songs in episode one paul oh man so so far stats reports i'm really enjoying hamilton yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too in case you couldn't tell <laughs> for what has to be what like the thousandth time something something? something like that oh man um I, okay i mean uh episode one was a success paul um i'm so happy we we ended up doing this um uh, I guess we can. Oh, I guess we can tease people at this point with the next episode. Uh, what songs are going to be on the next episode?
0: Uh, for episode two, we're going to follow. Um, we'll go tracks nine through seventeen, so that we, we'll pick up with a winter's ball, and we'll go through track seventeen, which is that would be enough.
1: Oh yes, um, and yes,
0: uh, full full reveal
1: i've listened to that part and i don't want to say anything but i don't want to say anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. right. i'm so eager to uh, get back and talk more about you, hamilton with you paul uh, you, you, you hated it you want this whole thing to be over
1: <laughs> that's the reveal at the end uh, oh man i spoiled it gotta save it um paul before we, we we
0: end this episode uh plugs uh where can we find you online uh, me personally, you can find on Twitter. I'm uh, at haunt1013. That's H A U N T 1013. You can also, um, I do a, a few podcasts. Uh, the Gobbledy Geek Podcast, you can find on Twitter, at Gobbledy Geeks with an S, an annoying S, because someone else already had Gobbledy Geek. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that podcast, it's on iTunes, uh, Gobbledy Geek, or com
1: there you go do that folks and as for me follow uh, talk film society on twitter talk film soc listen to our podcasts uh, the talk film society podcast um, which paul you were guest on for our Shane Black retrospective yeah which at the time of this recording either you'll hear the first part folks or you'll you're about to hear the first part it's coming out soon <laughs> <laughs> um and also listen to hey what you watching with Matt Curione and Colorado Street with Rocky Juarez and listen to Rob Trench's new podcast, The Sequelizer, all talk from Society Podcast Network uh, podcast. So there you go. Uh, And yeah, thanks, folks, for listening to for listening to this uh, title, the podcast where it happens. (laughs) Uh, It'll it'll make sense eventually. I promise (laughs) it'll make sense eventually. Um, That should be the full title of the podcast, the (laughs) podcast where it happens. It'll make sense eventually. (laughs) Uh thank you thank you Paul and yeah uh, uh final words uh, I wish I I wish I had catch for this um
0: uh hey folks go out there and take that shot I don't know <laughs> take a shot we should take, take a shot at the end of shot. every there we, you go we should take a shot at the end of every episode oh man <laughs> and we're done <laughs> goodbye folks rise up, rise up.
2: It's time to take a shot rise